when you're so badass like me, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty much like deadlifting my max weight. Uh, I can't really lift anymore. Goddamn, I'm back for another week. Back on my bullshit, back on that fucking bling. Reminding myself daily, this will all be a story. Don't worry, pick yourself up, up, up now. Stand tall upon your wreckage, this is your message. Today, whatever you say, you're got in a perception. So why not play? Don't you play for someone else? Don't worry. Do it your way, don't need a savior. Just need to savior this experience. Shift your perceptions to see that you are God playing a game out of boredom. This is just a fun game to be played. Or some shit like that I heard the other day. Pretty much the strongest person I know. Before you, before we get to that though, like, um, <clears throat> like me saying like I've had a really amazing life, which is so true. Uh, but like, what's been on my mind a little bit lately is like how much, and this goes in correlation to what you're saying about you, it's all a story. Uh, I've been thinking a lot lately about you know, I'm getting older. I'm 37 years old. I'm not having a midlife crisis at all, but realistically, I could be. Could be you know. are getting older, my dog's almost 15 years old, I think about how positive I am and how my life is because I haven't had a lot of death surrounding me and I think, I've even said this out loud to people recently, I think a lot of really about death, death, you know, and I'll say like, I will be a different person, Jeremy Ray will be a different Jeremy Ray after these things happen. Young people cannot be trusted to form their own opinion. Imagination plus action plus time equals limitless. And I've had this idea lately. Just write that down. Yeah, like I've had this idea lately where like your imagination is God, right? Yeah. You know? So yeah, dude, buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) No, I went on a rant. I'm like, I scared you. (laughs) No, you didn't. You didn't. Buckle up, motherfucker. I'm I'm already buckling up. God, you look beautiful today digital friend i'm so glad to see you back on your bullshit living your own story (sighs) anyways welcome to another episode i am beyond excited to have my boy jeremy ray back on the podcast it's been over a year a lot has changed for him and we dive down that on the podcast and Honestly, it was an extremely beautiful time to see even how much uh, our friendship has changed in the last year and how you can even see that on the podcast because we're able to really just go deep with each other, man. And it was just such a beautiful podcast. He's one of my favorite human beings on this earth, and he always gives me so much hope. And I know that you will feel that as you listen to this podcast. So without further ado, friends, let's get You know, I feel like I've got to continue to push myself in some retrospect, you know, like when you're so badass like me, it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, when when you've done everything, you know, that's when you just got to do it all. I'm pretty pretty much like deadlifting my max weight. Uh, I can't really lift anymore. I really can't lift anymore. So I stopped lifting weights and now I'm doing other things with my life because you know, when you max out at things, you just got to move on. <laughs> Pretty much the strongest person I know. <laughs> Pretty 
pretty much the strongest person. I know, you know, like, god damn. <laughs> dude, it's so fucking good. I'm dude. almost done with, I'm almost done bluing this paper. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, you know what one of the, I think the weirdest things for me about art is, um, is watching how you guys like build it, you know what I mean? Like layer it, you know, like I'll see some of your time lapse of like, uh, of your murals or things like that. And I'm, I think that's where I fuck up the most is, is, uh, is that what would it be like redacting almost is like seeing the full picture, but then knowing where to like kind of start at the base level of that and then building it up to the full picture. Is that how you see it in your mind? I think or do you build it and then as you're building it, the final product is revealed? I think it's different with all, d- depending on the nature of the, the project. Yeah. You know, like if it's a drawing like I'm doing right now, which is why yeah. <laughs> I got to finish this so I can focus. <laughs> no, dude, you're good. Um, yeah, it just depends on the nature of the project. Like if it's just a small drawing, it can be. It can be just like I have no idea what I'm doing, no no clue. I have, I have no thought. Yeah. I'm just making marks, and I'm letting the uh, I'm letting myself react to the mark. You know, yeah. okay, I made this mark, and then oh, I like that mark. I'm going to do that mark again, or I hate that mark. I'm going to completely destroy yeah. what I just did, and then that's like what builds the layer of a painting, which is what makes a painting interesting because. It's like the problem solving nature of it, which is just what we do in life. Yeah, it was kind of cool getting to see you do the uh, munip- I mean, I can't say it. municipal. Oh my god, municipal municipal, municipal stadium uh, music video that we shot together. Because I think I got to see a little bit of that from you, where it was like we didn't have there was no art plan. We had no plans but, at all. Yeah, but we knew that you were going to make an art piece, and that was about it. <laughs> and, then, and then you just started pulling shit out and, and made it. It was really kind of fun to watch. I love that. That's yeah. That's why I'm an artist because it's like it's. Cause, Cause, it's just because you've just, maxed it's, out, you yeah. know. <laughs> like, I'm pretty much the strongest person I know. <laughs> pretty much the best at every fucking thing. <laughs> but you might have heard of me, <laughs> but you probably haven't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a problem if you haven't. <laughs> but yeah, I just like making shit. You know, yeah. I just I want to make as much shit as I possibly can. As you, you can tell, we're sitting here. <laughs> yeah, you know? I just no, like, I like, yeah. I like making stuff. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm at the same place in my life, man. I just want to create because I want to create. And the more I create, the more I want to create. It's the weirdest thing. It's like it excites me. Same. It gives me some sort of direction. Um, I don't know if it's just an artist thing or if it's – do you think it's something that we're all – that's built in all of us, but maybe people who would identify as an artist, it just seems more like heightened, that need? Or maybe we find that same need just through different things. Maybe some people are into their career and that's their yes. creation, you know? Yeah, or, like businessmen get off on making more and more money. Yeah. They make a big sale and then they come home and they're like, how can I make a bigger sale tomorrow? Yeah. Whereas me, for me and for you as an artist, like I find out more about myself and I find uh, more peace within like the gravity of living when I can create work. Yeah. Like when I make a piece of work, I really learn mm-hmm. something about myself. Like, excuse me while I <laughs> <laughs> smoke this cigar, <laughs> this nice Cuban cigar yeah. <laughs> from your trip from our last podcast. <laughs> That's right. I can't believe that it has been, it's crazy, what, dude. What did we what did we say? It, it was, was uh, September fourth, uh, two thousand eighteen. Was the last podcast, dude. Shout out to my wife Amanda for 
finding out that information. Yeah, dude, seriously, man. It, it's me and you were like, when, when, when the hell did we talk last? Yeah, no. <laughs> First, I should say. <laughs> I thought it was way sooner than that. Like, it, it kind of blew my mind. And maybe that's a good place to start is just like, you know, man that's it's it's been kind of an honor now that i've done the podcast long enough you know i've maxed out you know but uh (laughs) it's cool because i'm starting to get have guests back on you know i'm starting to um just really see life so much differently and it's such an honor to really have you back on and to have these like relationships that kind of manifest out of this it's so odd like how so much cool it, yeah it's it's so odd in the way that it happens but it's so beautiful to watch it unfold you know oh, absolutely I, I completely agree with everything you said like so we we met I agree with everything <laughs> i agree with everything you said you're pretty much the strongest guy i know <laughs> why wouldn't i <laughs> um like when you when you came over here uh to grant park where Amanda and I live with our three insane dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Your beard scratching the mic. There you go. It's pretty much the best yeah, beard dude, I, I your know. Your so fucking huge. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Look so at it's you. Maxed out. Um, but uh, what the hell was I just talking about? Uh, when I first oh, so, came over, yeah. So when you first came over here, that was, we met that day. Yeah. Like we had so never crazy. met and I you know. came over we had a great conversation. Like we immediately like, became soul brothers. Yeah. Um, and we have done so much cool shit together Dude, in the last man. year and two months. Yeah, man. I'm mean, I got to shoot my first music video with you. you know? Oh, my God. Going back to Municipal Stadium, you know? Like, that was so, so much fun that day. It, it was, dude. The so, rap that I did, the spontaneous rap oh my before gosh. we even so did it. We were sitting on the porch, and we were smoking a Cuban cigar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, these people drove by. And saw, oh, you were shooting me. I was playing the upright bass. Yeah. You were shooting me playing the upright bass. Yeah. That Amanda got me at our wedding, uh-huh. which we'll have to talk about. Because um, last time I was on, we were just engaged. Yeah, so much. And those people, happen. those people, they drove by, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they, they broke down in front of you, remember? Or they said they had to like put some oil or water in the car for oh, the radiator. That's what it was. It was some shit like that. They didn't break down, but they like had pulled over and were like fixing their car in front of them. Oh, our, that's what it was. Yeah, your house. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Uh, but then they saw us like playing music. And I think she overheard me talking about the podcast and how I was wanting to rap. Remember? And she said, remember she just stuck her head out of the sunroof and was like, well, honey, I'd like to hear you say, like sing some bars or some oh, shit like right. that. And, it, it just, and she just put me on the spot. Yeah. And so I think I started playing that yeah. uh, walk on the wild, mm-hmm. walk on the wild side. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Uh-huh. And you started saying everything. Good. I'm feeling fine. Yeah. I'm feeling good. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> that then was so just, cool. and then I started like kind of like boom, boom, cap. Yeah. And then, and then I just started like riffing, you know, about the universe and shit. And it was, it was really fun because I remember. Then the guy tried to sell us some weed. <laughs> And I was like, it's good. We just smoked a cube and we're we're feeling feeling good. We're feeling fine. You didn't hear the song, motherfucker? Were you not listening? It was a request. (laughs) Motherfucker, I got to sing you a song and try to say, give me that weed. It's a good song, but hey, check this out. It was like in tinfoil inside his sock. It's like, that's rubbing against your ankle, man. It was so classic. It was like, I've never honestly been sold. I've I've never been sold weed like that. That was like, that was like the movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it really was. It was. I mean, we didn't buy it, but it would have been cool. Maybe we should have bought we it have. because it would have been. It was so classic. Dude, I was like, "Is someone filming this, dude? Is this like a small indie Sundance project?" 
<laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was so cool because that's kind of how we start the day off. And then, and then it was so neat because I loved how you gave me freedom to just like, we just, we just flowed. So, you know, I've shot, I've sent shot, you know, some other music videos that were like, had shot list and we spent three days on it. And we were like, everything has like, you know, hit points and it was like all like thought out. And for me and you, it was cool. We were we just did like nothing like that yeah, at all, man. We just kind of went for it. It was great. Like we just hung out. Yeah. We just hung out and I was being me and you were being you and mm-hmm. you were capturing what I was doing and I was feeding off of your energy and your style of working and yeah. you were feeding off my energy and my style of working. And then it was just like, just like really cool shit kept happening. Like we yeah. went out there to like, I had the idea of like with that gold helmet right there. Yes. Um, <clears throat> riding my skateboard with Caesar pulling me on my skateboard. Yes. Which I had no clue would even work. Like I was like, is this even going to work? We were just like yeah. smoking Cubans, you know, we're like, this would be a great <laughs> idea, bro. You're in the back of your mind. You're like, this fat shit is going to crush his ass thick, on this. Thick. You're not, you are thick in a good way. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I did it. <laughs> but not as hard as he's going to hit the ground when he falls <laughs> off this skateboard. <laughs> But yeah, I didn't. Yeah. And then that kid, like yeah. that kid, like just was like, I wonder if he was like in his house, just looking out the window. Like Seriously. I wish somebody would come over. Yeah. And then he sees the you only and kid I. not on his phone. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> and then he comes out and like skateboards off of his driveway and like yeah. does this like kickflip trick. Yeah. And then he, but he doesn't give a shit about us. Yeah. Like we were like, Hey man, you want to be, I was like, you want to be in my music video? You yeah. want to be in my, I'm sure he's just like, yeah, right. This yeah. guy's just, this guy ain't got a music video. Yeah, YouTube. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, How great. many subscribers you got, bitch? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> yeah. PewDiePie. <laughs> <laughs> but he came out and he was in the video and he did a bunch of tricks, like it skating so around. Cool. It was cool. The it was, sun was going dude, down. Uh, the, was honestly, beautiful. you know, I've, I've only been shooting films and things like that for a very short time, you know, probably a little over a year like seriously right and uh right. and i think still to this day that shot like where the rays are coming th- your back lit and it's coming through and it's slow motion he's doing like a kickflip behind you and you're being pulled and i'm one riding leg i'm riding one foot one, one foot, foot out uh, wearing that helmet dude it's it's one of my favorite shots yeah. i've ever captured because of how random it was and how special it was like, yeah it was just it's very the cool it's the coolest i've ever looked on film <laughs> like by far it was so big church was on the hill and the yeah. old that old like chevy was broken down on the side of the road behind us and that was just like in my front yard right yeah. there you know and what's so weird about life is like how much shit like even that the reason you wrote that song right like going to baseball games with your father and like like so what's so weird to think of is as you were you know like living that part of your life you didn't realize like how many like other things would manifest because of that. Like you writing songs about it, yeah. you doing a music video about it, us connecting at the right time, you know, it being my first music video. Like it was just, it's, it's very weird to me how life works. Right. You know, not, not saying it in like a high thought way, you know, cause I think it's so easy to just be like, Oh yeah, man, life's a trip, right? Like, you know, and, but it really fucking is. It's like it truly it's is. like fuck, dude. You ever thought about some shit? You know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. It's absolutely insane to think that when I was a little kid, I was growing up as like a little Christian kid in South Carolina going to see the Greenville Braves and it being just the coolest thing in the world to me, seeing these like heroic figures just like 
crushed baseballs. Yeah. You know? And, you know, getting to see Michael Jordan play baseball. <laughs> you know? like, <laughs> Shit. Like, uh, yeah. And then writing a song about it. Yeah. Like, which was a dare. Like, Dakota Floyd, my close friend who, like, challenged me to write a song about baseball. Yeah. <clears throat> we had talked about doing a split record, which we did, um, which I just pulled out of a box, uh, yeah, you which did. you shot the. We'll get, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know? And then I just, like, it brought like you and I together to create artwork. Exactly. It's just the way like, you know, energy flows, you know, just like the speed of a baseball, you know, yeah. like sometimes it's really slow. Sometimes it's really spinny. Sometimes it goes away the fuck up in the air. Sometimes it can't get out of the dirt. Yeah, you know? dude. Um, dude, it's so it's wild. Wicked. Yeah. And so, so then we go on and you create this seven inch out of it, you know, a release party that I got the honor to shoot as well, which was also one of the greatest pieces of work ever made. <laughs> it really was, man. No, seriously. What, so what's I, uh, that last shot with, what's his name? The oh older? my God. Palmer. Boo Palmer. Shout out to oh my Palmer, gosh. dude. That was Palmer another Singleton. one of my favorite shots of all time. Him just lighting this pipe through Had the no window of homegrown dude. And it's just, uh, it's so him. Yeah, dude. You know, like, you captured like I hope the listeners will find this video, please. Yeah, to, for to see that shot alone. But somebody I uh, was showing that. Uh, so we did the uh, album release show for uh, the the release is called "Let's All Play First. And Dakota has two songs about baseball. I have two songs um, about baseball and other things, not just exclusively about baseball. But yeah, um, and you came and you shot the shot the video, and I've been like showing everybody like the recap yeah. of the show that you made and. You know, people that were there, they were like, wow, like I didn't even see him shoot any of this. And then somebody was like, that's the sign of somebody that can, is really good at being a photographer. Like yeah. they weren't even seen, but they captured the energy and the vibe of yeah. the event, which you did. And it's, it's, it's really, really cool. Yeah, dude. I want to talk <clears throat> about the Let's Play First stuff too. Like, I, I love the idea behind that and how you guys like shared this, you know, seven inch and even the release party in the way that it was even laid out of like, and I'd love for you just to explain kind of like how that came about. Cause I think it's a really sure. cool way, not only just to like <clears throat> in music, but just in life, man. Like if we could all walk in that kind of grace where we would realize that if we put each other on pedestals, that everyone would be happier, you know what I mean? That everyone would feel more connected. I've never understood the not being happy and excited for your brothers and your sisters. Like I've never understood the being mad that they got something you didn't get. Yeah. Or like, Oh, I can't believe they get to play that show. And I didn't get to play that show. Like I've never had that feeling, mm-hmm. you know, it's always just been like, wow, you got to do that. That is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like that is so cool. And when you actually have that feeling for your yeah. brothers and sisters, it comes to you as well. Yeah. You know, dude. And that's uh that, that kind of that vibe to be honest with you, I wasn't taught until I had some sense of success, right? That's subjective. That's a, uh, I'm not sure, saying I'm super right. successful or whatever, but like I, when I felt like I had some success in life, I got around other successful people. And what I noticed very quickly is that, and I'm not saying this is a generalization, right? There could be some real dickheads out there that are successful, right? You know, um, shout out to a lot of them, like, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, but, but what I'm saying is the friends I put myself around is there was that sense of encouragement where it was like, you're actually happy to see your friends succeed and to do cool shit and stuff. And I think that part of that is that you don't have as much anxiety or insecurity because you have also 
like staked your own claim in life and done your own thing. And so you have this sense of like being able to be proud for someone else without feeling like inferior. Right. That's absolutely correct. Because I mean, I I'm proud, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of who I am. I'm 37 years old. I've done everything I've ever wanted to do. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, ha- I'm happy with my life that I've, that I've built for myself. Now, of course it's been shitty sometimes too. Sure. I'm not trying to be bragged, braggadocious, but like, <clears throat> that's why I can be so happy for my friends and all I mean, like I think about like if I, if I was to make a list right now of like the 20 people I spend the most time with and spend the most energy on and talk yeah. to the most and I'm closest with all 20 of those people would be, I could tell you five things that they're doing with their lives. That's mind blowingly cool. Yeah. And everybody's doing cool stuff. Like mm-hmm. you do what you do. My wife does what she does. The people I made this record with do what they do. And mm-hmm. it's all so inspiring and so cool. And I just feel so lucky that like I was smart enough and, you know, aware and awake enough to like, you don't have to stay, Yeah, you know, in a place if you don't want to. Yeah. You can make, yourself something better and bigger if you want to you know i don't have to stay in simpsonville south carolina i can move to atlanta and meet a whole radically diverse culture of artists and beautiful human beings that like make me work harder and make me who i am like would i be the same artist if i'd never left south carolina no yeah you know and i didn't even have to go far (laughs) i only went three hours a little you know three hours away um, it's so crazy how just like your environment and the people that you get around can literally affect your trajectory. It's so funny how, you know, you grow up here and like birds of a feather flock together, <laughs> you know, and it's like, and you're like, yeah, shut up boomer. You know? <laughs> but like, but yeah, but like the reality is, is like, well, uh, that's like kind of true. You know, yeah. if you, I've noticed again through the podcast, like fuck, fuck how many listeners and how big it is, all that kind of stuff. The most enriching thing for me has been the game. Yes, themselves because I am getting to feed off of that energy. It's like when I get around you, one of the biggest things that I've always noticed about you, and I've noticed about a lot of the artists here in Atlanta, is is the fucking hustle, the grind, dude. The the way that you grind, it blows my fucking mind sometimes, you know. And I know that like, it, 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 and we'll get into maybe okay, I won't go that direction yet, but like, you know, essentially the way you grind, man, is always like a like challenged me because you you're fucking like you're managing at homegrown which is like a fucking job right man that's, that's like you dude you're on your feet man like it's the best job ever though well, sure know? dude it's a fucking rad ass place but you're still dealing with people every day and who the fuck knows what kind of energy they're bringing into the door you know and oh, you've got to provide the homegrown vibe right like <laughs> yeah you know yes, exactly. and it's like so exactly. that's it that takes a lot of your energy then which is a great challenge for me yeah and then yeah. you're and then, which then I love. yeah and then you're fucking then you're you're grinding on at night dude playing shows you're making art dude it's like how do you how do you do that how do you sustain that that's a great question man and i uh, i appreciate you noticing that because yeah, that's something i am conscious and aware of every day uh, but i'm i'm grateful that that is the style of life that i've built for myself yeah. if i was if i didn't have to do that or didn't want to do that and i could just go to a boring ass job far the fuck away where i'm having to sit in my car and drive all day long and not have a challenge and then I get home and I sit on the couch all night and I don't do anything. Like I could do that if I wanted to. Yeah. But it's so much cooler to not do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like we were saying, like, you know, all, all these people that I'm friends with that like really lift me up. Like that's part of the reason I grind. Yeah. You know, like I love the challenge of going to homegrown. Like 
who, who, you know, I never would have imagined that I would have <clears throat> worked at a restaurant for five years yeah. in the middle of my thirties. Yeah. You know, I started there. I'm 37 now. And I started there when I was 32, you know? Wow. And, but it's such a challenge. I meet so many amazing people. I've like made lifelong friendships yeah. you know, through that place. Uh, but I'm so inspired by all these amazing people that I get to meet here in Atlanta that I want to grind, yeah. not to prove anything to them, yeah. but to prove something to myself that I'm worthy enough to keep up yeah. the imagery I'm creating, the songs that I'm playing, the performances that I'm, you know, a part of the yeah. bands that I play with the musicians I get to create with here in Atlanta. Uh, it's like, you know, I'm worthy of doing that, you yeah. know, and it's just cool, man. Like, I just really, I really get off on it. Like yeah. when I go to bed at night, like I sleep better knowing that I've worked an honest day, you know? Yeah. And then I came home and I worked another honest day, you know? And then I also got to spend time with my wife. I got to spend time with my dogs. I got to create some artwork. I got to play some music. You know, I got to watch some wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I just, I don't know. I, I just, I, I feel better. I mean, I just feel physically and emotionally complete when I'm working heavily, yeah, you know, and that, it hasn't always been that way. You know, like when I got the job at homegrown five years ago, it became a job because I had been just a freelance artist for a mm-hmm. year. And if I would have had the drive I have now, when I was trying to be a freelance artist, you probably would have never, you might've never, might've never there. gone to homegrown, yeah. but that's exactly, but, but then, that's life. But, but then that's then life. When, yeah. You're, you you know? have a different story. Yeah. And I love it. That's like, that's a cool, like, relationship of a math problem of like, you know, the way things happen naturally and how like gifted I feel I've been through the way things happen naturally versus mm-hmm. like when you try to plan something and never really goes to plan. But the, I, the fact that I've kind of let things happen naturally my whole life is I think maybe the reason why everything has been so sweet yeah. and good for me and why I'm so motivated to, you know, Got to get another mural gig. I got to pay so another mural. So you've always been that flowy, like with life. I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. so bad. Because that's what I was about to ask. Like one thing about you is, that's undeniable. Everyone I've ever introduced to you, or or anyone's ever I've ever known that knows you, is you do carry this like such positive presence. But it's not. It's very authentic. It's not um, like self helpy at all. Like it's just like it's just like <laughs> who you are. Like, you're not trying to. You're not trying to necessarily preach positivity. Like you are positivity. And now I think it's, I'm having a realization a little bit listening to you. It's like. Is I, it was really cool to hear how you talked about how you were worthy of this, and what I'm wondering is like that might be the trick to why it's so successful for you, and that's the question is like you seem to do a really good job at affirming yourself, and maybe that's through <clears throat> the creation and the work that you need to do to have that affirmation. But it's it's really cool and powerful to see that you're willing to affirm yourself because I think a lot of fucking people are really hard on themselves, and it fucks with them and the way they perceive the world. I, I think you're absolutely right because I mean, there's been plenty of times I've been hard on myself mm-hmm. and I should be, everybody sure, should, everybody sure. should be hard on myself. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it, for me, it, it was, you know, it didn't come simple, but it came simply over a period of time, you know, to like yeah. realize like if you work fucking hard, your work's going to get better. Yeah. It's going to get stronger. It's going to get bigger. <clears throat> it's going to get uh, more widely visible to a bigger audience, which isn't yeah. about that. It's not about the audience, it's, but I mean, it, but it is, but it is, you know, I mean, ultimately Asian. I'm waking, I'm making work for myself. 
to make myself feel better about the limited time I have yeah. on this earth. And then there's still like that question of like, you know, I want to make things that are going to outlive me. I care about the legacy I leave behind in my words and my pictures and my imagery and yeah. my artwork. I care about that. Yeah. But then like some days you wake, I wake up and I'm like, you don't care about that, man. Who gives a shit? Like you're going to be dead and gone. Like, yeah. why do you care about that? You yeah. should live in the moment right now. Yeah. And then I, then that's a cool like balance. I'm yes. bouncing around the studio. I'm like making this thing. I'm like, this is going to live forever. And then I'm like, who gives a shit, man? Do you have to have that backdrop? That, yeah. Because then you appreciate the beauty of the now. Yeah. Like if you realize like yeah. how much it really doesn't fucking matter, yeah, how much doesn't like matter. no <laughs> one's going to give a shit about like, this in like 500 years. This right here. Yes. You're absolutely <laughs> fucking right. Like this, this record, the, um, this let's all play first record that yeah. I'm holding here in my hands. Like this means the absolute world to me, like yeah. getting to hold a record, Cause I, I mean, like, dude, there's nothing cooler in the world than a record. Yeah, you ever held Seriously. a record in your hand? <laughs> yeah. like, no, you ever fucking <laughs> held a record? Like, I was yeah. saying to pick up a record, to touch the plastic, to pull it out of the plastic, yeah. to touch the artwork, to see yeah. the artwork, to have your name on the yeah. actual vinyl, to feel Ooh. the music, she like to feel the. Them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like to me, like when I when I buy a record, like at the store or I see a band that I love and then I get to buy their record from them. Like, mm-hmm. like that is, I mean, I, you've seen how many records I have out there. I love oh, them. Yeah. They're magical pieces of art are, and man. time, Yeah, you know? So for me to have one that says Jeremy Ray on it, fuck yeah, that has my artwork on it, you know, yeah, like that's dude. like, you know, that's a gold medal yeah. for me. But then I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's a piece of plastic. It's but a piece it matters of because of you. It matters because of the time I put exactly. into it. Exactly. And you're it, made of matter, therefore you matter, dude. You damn, matter to dude. this place. You Somebody know? give this man a t shirt. <laughs> Make that a t shirt. <laughs> Well, dude, I, that's something I wanted to talk to you about because you have accomplished t-shirts. things. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> t-shirts, bro. Somehow, I got this idea, man. I got this idea. Sorry, I didn't hear me. Hear me out. Listen, t-shirts. <laughs> it's it's green. It's green, right? <laughs> Not like grass green. <laughs> More like weed green. <laughs> That's funny because there's grass all over the cover of this record. Yeah, there is, dude. That's hilarious. Oh, sorry. Dude. What, what were you going to say well, before? I'm saying like that, you know, you've had some things that have manifested that are very real to you, like that record, like getting to do stuff with uh, DDP, dude, oh, you know, God. like fucking seeing, you know, meeting Jake the Snake and like growing up, you know, and being able to do all this really, really bad, bad, badass stuff. My question to you would be do you think that the formula to life is imagination? plus action plus time equals limitless. And I've had this idea lately. You just write that down? Yeah, like I've had this idea lately where like your imagination is God, right? Yeah. Like imagination is God. It's like, it's like, where do ideas come from? We don't know, right? Like we don't know where thoughts come from. They come from somewhere. They just bubble up into our consciousness. So that seems to me like something that's not from here. It's being like a download from the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. So let's just pretend that imagination is God. Well, then you take that and as a creator, a co-creator with this reality, now you're putting it into action and then that's where manifestation comes so an idea becomes manifest it becomes real in this reality and then time so it takes time everything takes time and and I, I thought about this too because like I was talking to a psychic on the podcast and he really kind of like spurred this thought on for me and he was like you know we live in a dream a real dream and just like a dream you know if, if this was a dream for us right now and you were dreaming that you were on this podcast 
you would be able to like, and you were lucid dreaming, right? Then you could do anything. You could just snap your fingers and be a dolphin. You could snap your fingers and we could be underwater doing the podcast. You know, we could be Superman. We could be fucking, you know, like, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, there's, but right. Dream states are like supposedly infinite, right? Yeah. So I think this is a dream state. And the only thing that you have to take into consideration is space and time. So where you're at and adjacent to, to the universe right now and, and then how, and then time, cause we have to live within time in the third dimension. So, so in other words, like if you want to be something or have something in your life, then you just have to imagine it, then put it into action and then give it time to become real and reality. Yeah. yeah, That's, that's beautiful, man. I think that's, that's incredible. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the problem with a lot of people where that equation goes wrong for most is the time. Yeah. Like I think people think, Especially in this like age that everything, we're living now. Gimme, gimme, gimme now, now, gimme, now. Gimme, gimme, gimme now. And if it takes longer than I expected or want it to take, I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah. You know, like that's like nothing good <laughs> comes yeah. in 15 minutes. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you dude. know what I mean? Well, I mean, there's I something, mean, like, <laughs> yeah, let's be right. something about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if we're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so dumb. Um, yeah. uh, no, dude. Yeah, I've never claimed to not be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, isn't that crazy though? Like, I really, truly think that we are limitless. I, I really am convinced. Now, I even have these. I've had a couple psychics on the on the podcast recently that really kind of blew the lid off for me. And then I've also been thinking about things that I bounced off of them. And maybe I could bounce off of you. And it is a very, uh, I'm sure, for some people, uh, a topic that could feel uncomfortable because I realize that some people's past have been extremely terrible. Right. And so I don't want to like negate that. Like, you know, I'm saying, Oh, like you could just pretend like your past doesn't exist, but theoretically we're here right now at this table. If it was the first time I ever met you and you just told me a story about yourself, theoretically you could tell me anything. That's true. And that could be your story. And it could be just as real. If you begin to believe it, it could be just as real. And so what I'm saying is theoretically right now, we could change who we are from the ground level in our past. And so I think, and the reason I say that is because I think some people get so caught up in their past and their story. It's like, what if you just change that? Yeah. What if, what if maybe you didn't even change what happened, but you, you're able to change the way you see how it happened. Maybe you're able to see it from like, you know, 35,000 feet up in the air and you can, you can see the bigger picture, you know, and how it put you on a trajectory to life. And now it's empowering you instead of weakening you, you know? And so I'm not saying we have to completely cut out our history, but I think nothing is more than a story. And I think right now, like if I moved to another country or moved to another state and no one knew who the fuck I was, I could just be whoever I wanted to be. And I think we can do that right now. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I think uh, that's, that's really interesting for me to think about because I think part of the reason, like you said, like uh, that I'm so positive, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I would be a big fat jerk if I wasn't to like, just give a shout out to my life. Do you know what I mean? Like I've been really fucking lucky, like Mm -hmm. great parents, excellent, um, excellent bringing up, you know, yeah. my parents let me be who I wanted to be, even though they were like pretty strict Christian parents. And you know, that's how I grew up. And I'm, I'm grateful that sure, I grew up that man. way. Uh, I'm not me that too. way. I'm not that way anymore. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm really positive because of how lucky my life has been. Yeah. You know? So, you know, it's, 
And what's so crazy is that's a story, right? You're, that's just, a story. you're thinking back to it right now. Like, yeah, kinda like, like I am. And, and it makes you happy because yeah. you feel like you have. So it's like, theoretically, I wonder if we could do that and do that with our future. You know what I mean? And manifest, like really feel like we're out of the shit. Like, you know, we talked about, and that's something we could like get into is like, you know, your album, well, your full length above the wreckage essentially is what I would love to bring up. Oh yeah. Just because essentially like Bef- I re- before you, before we get yeah, to that though, yeah, like, um, <clears throat> Like me saying, like I've had a really amazing life, which is so true. Uh, but like, what's been on my mind a little bit lately is like how much, and this goes in correlation to what you're saying about you, it's all a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been thinking a lot lately about you know, I'm getting older. I'm 37 years old. I'm not having a midlife crisis at all, but realistically, I could be. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much in midlife right now. I can't imagine myself living much past 80 years old, yeah. you know, so I'm halfway through my life. Probably I'm getting close to being halfway through my life. Yeah. My parents are getting older. My dog's almost 15 years old. Yeah. I think about how positive I am and how my life is because I haven't had a lot of death surrounding mm-hmm. me. And I think, and I've even said this out loud to people recently, like, you know, um, some recently I've had some friends, parents pass away yeah. and, um, <clears throat> some friends have had their, their animals pass away and, you know, their loved ones pass away, you know, their partners pass away, mm-hmm. you know, and that made me, you know, start thinking about death a little bit more. And I always, as an artist, like you're inevitably fascinated by death, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll say like, I will be a different person. Jeremy Ray will be a different Jeremy Ray after these things happen. Yeah. After my dog passes they away, have to. when my parents pass away, yeah. you know, like I will be a different person. Like, mm-hmm. And that scares the shit out of me, you know, like, Mm -hmm. but I think being aware of it and thinking about it is like preparing me for when that stuff does happen so that I can stay positive, you know, and stay, you know, remaining a light, you know, you know, I haven't had any parents die yet. I haven't had any, thank God, man. I'm going to, I mean, I'm, I'm so fucking scared of that. Yeah, man. I mean, when my dad, when my dad was diagnosed with cancer, that was my first thought. I was like, Oh shit! Like yeah. I'm not to have my dad much longer. Like yeah. this is really both crazy. Of my like, were, what the fuck? Both of my parents are cancer survivors. Yeah, and it's it's so weird when you have those thoughts. I think that you know, in my opinion, it, it's I've never felt it, so I could never have like that authentic. Like this is what it is. But from what I've observed, it, there's a process, right? Like we, I think grief is very real, and to deny that is like so. I think that like any of those like processes and how we all individually process death is very real. And I feel like in I feel like there's this level of like beauty of for me at least like in that preparation that like I think when people are dying a lot of times you see the person try to make it about themselves instead of about the person who's dying that it's always oh. about like how I feel in this yes. moment and I think for me I want to hopefully step out of that and just witness this like miracle of like passing into whatever the fuck we're going to pass into and I want to be no, there to hold space and yeah. to like be like <clears throat> a part of that with for them instead of caught up in my own bullshit shit and how it's like making me affected and feel and then i can do that maybe after they die you know and like and grieve and and process but i think man someone like you still uh, in in my humble opinion will will be able to see the beauty eventually oh absolutely you know what i mean but but we talked about we talked about that last time we were on the podcast i'm and i didn't remember that yeah until just now because i mean i haven't listened to the podcast yeah i mean i listened to it when it came out a year ago but but i remember i remember that now we talked about my grandmother passing and me watching her pass Mm. and how, how beautiful it was. That's so true. As a 37 year old, and I know you've said like, man, I've done all these things. What if like, 
let's just play that role real quick and put that on. Like, what if, like, what if this was it like this year and we're going to die for some weird reason? Like, do you feel, is there anything that you feel like you wish you could have done? And, and what I mean is like, maybe that helps identify what we're supposed to do by using that. Like if I was going to die this year, what would be my biggest regret? Yeah. Like, man, I wish I would have tried this or I wish I would have pushed myself more here. I I probably wish that I would have had kids earlier yeah. with my wife, you know, but me yeah. and Amanda have only been married a year. So, yeah. you know, we're just now getting into the trying to have kids, yeah. um, which is super that's terrifying. Ex- that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to bring up. Yeah. Um, but that, that would be it. If I knew I only had a year, I would be like, well, you know, and I never really wanted, I, I, I was never the, it's never been part of my personality or my person, not personality to of like, I have to be a father. Yeah. I w- it was never, that was never it. But then sure. I met Amanda and then, you know, I was like, okay, well, we're we're gonna have a family together. Yeah. Um, what's so, what's the scariest part for you right now in this part of like kind of finally going this, down the path of like yeah. we're gonna try to do this? The scariest part for me is um, the fact that, and just straight up, my dad was so like on point, like he crushed it. Like, he, like <laughs> yeah. he, he's he, pretty much maxed out and he's his pretty limit much of the person. <laughs> I, no, he just did so good. Like he took yeah. care of us. Yeah. He gave us like a great home to live in. It yeah. was comfortable. Uh, I got to play baseball. I got to rollerblade. I got to be a skateboarder. I got to be in a punk rock band that practiced at their house. I got to like have great like fellowship with other like cool kids at church when I was a kid, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of those people ended up being dickheads that I was in church with. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like some of the yeah. kids, like one of the guys I was in youth group with, like became a cop and then got fired because he like oh, pissed on a bunch of like homeless oh, people. Yeah, like, dude. You I know, know one of the of other guys, like one of the other, you know, got fired from being a cop because of that. One of the other guys like spent years in jail for drunk driving and killing yeah. people drunk driving, you know, like, uh, so it's like bad people and good people are everywhere. That's yeah, beside the point. We're are. not going to go down that, yeah. down that. But you know, like, so that's why, that's my biggest fear is that <clears throat> financially, and it's not, I mean, like, I don't even know why the fuck I worry about that. Cause like, I, do, I mean, like I've never worried about finances. I've always been really good at saving my money. Cause I got out of art school and knew I was going to be poor forever. <laughs> so like, oh, I don't spend my money. So yeah. financially I'm set, you know, so I don't know why I'm worried about that, but I just like worry that like, I'm not going to you know, be able to provide yeah. the, as well yeah. as my dad did for us. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I don't know why I worry about that. Cause I know it's going to be fine. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, and to be straight up honest with you, I worry about, um, I worry about some of my time yeah. getting taken from yeah. me because I thrive so much mm-hmm. on my creative energy and my creative time mm-hmm. to work on, uh, paintings and songs and playing yeah. in bands and um, all the things that you know I'm good at, all the things that make me me. Yeah. So I'm nervous about how a child is going to take that away from me. But yeah. I know in my heart of hearts that when I have a child, I ain't even going to be worrying about. Yeah, you know, I would I'll I'll be much happier spending time with them than I will spending time in my studio yeah. making a drawing and yeah. listening to a record. You know, so, yeah. but, but it's, it's still scary. It's in, and that's an yeah. honest thought is like the, the kid's going to take time away from my creative energy and then I'll end up resenting the kid because of that, yeah. you know, and that's just me being real, yeah. you know, like, I don't think that'll happen. But I th- dude, I, I think, I think here's, okay. 
Dude, I mean, everyone's different, right? I think everything you just said will be an emotion that pops up. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's no denying that, like, at some point, you know, you're going to feel angst because you wish you could be painting, but you're changing a, a poopy diaper, Which, you know? That's and, straight up. I'm worried yeah. about that, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, dude. Shout out to my fucking wife. <laughs> Shout out she to She changes wife, most of the poopy diapers, and I have to give her glory and yes. on high. Um, my wife already does all the things that I don't want to do, so I, shout out to her. I don't know, dude. And Wives are cool, man. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, you're really, you're, you're absolutely right. Like for years, I never thought I'd get married and like, yeah. but I mean like. I sound like a chauvinistic pig, by the way. Like, yeah, man, my, my wife's just so good at just staying in the kitchen and minding her own fucking business and just like taking care of the kid and shutting the hell up, you know? <laughs> just going to become like a soundbite somewhere. You know? yeah, like, someone's gonna I take can that. never run for president. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I could actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All things are possible now. <laughs> shout out, yeah, shout out to wives man yeah. amanda was in the kitchen making us some awesome food dude, before oh yeah dude it was kind of like a, almost like a white chicken chili kind of vibe oh, it was yeah, like it was, so it was like so good dude yeah so, that shit so was good. fire you know my only advice man and, and and i'll probably give you a bunch more if you have kids and ask but oh you um, know i will shit but like you know because that's what that's what we do everyone's like i'll never do that as a parent and then you become a parent and you're like oh let me tell you what i've learned you know like <laughs> yeah, as if like there hasn't already been billions of humans on this planet <laughs> like yeah that's that's actually something that's very comforting before i say what i was about to say it's very comforting to know how many people have fucking done it successfully yes like and and allowed a human not to die and so it's just yes. like you're just like you know let me just get <clears throat> in this groove it's a part of dna it's literally why we're here from a biological standpoint even if you just throw religion or anything out the window i mean procreation is like what we are as an organism right is to like give off our genes to like another thing so i always tell people if they feel meaningless it's a very nice cheat code to feeling like you have some meaning by having a kid because sure it like it it kind of like hey this is my legacy now and that's what i was about to say dude my only advice is fucking cheesy as it sounds when you were telling me that is like think about it like this when you have your child let that be your masterpiece. Like, yeah. let that be your art. Yeah. You know, like, let that actually be the thing where you have epiphanies through this, like, this, like, watching this, like, weird thing happen in front oh, of you. Because yeah. it's so, it is so mind boggling. Dude, I've had some of the <clears throat> largest epiphanies I've ever had in my life being around my child. And the, the more real he becomes, and what I mean is, like, conscious, you know, like, it, it's so weird to fucking watch. Like, he's about to be three. So he's, starting to really get things and like form like real sentences that we had nothing to do with you know he has like his own ideas and shit or like and it's just dude it's so prolific as a human yes. to just watch like a version of you you know kind of like just come up and you see yourself in yes. it and you're just like whoa that's cool you know it's so dude I've, I've weeped you know giving my son baths I've weeped and that's the thing dude is like I didn't know I knew I'd be a teddy bear but I did not realize like how much of a fucking teddy bear I was going to be. I kissed that motherfucker probably 40 times. We've lit, I mean, probably f- maybe 400 <laughs> times a day. Like I tell him, I love him a thousand times. I'm, it's just, it's overwhelming, man. Yes. And that's the reality is enjoy it because it's happening. It's yeah. my favorite thing that I say now is because like, you're going to have emotions where you feel like it's a black hole. You're going to have emotions that yeah. are high. You're going to have emotions that are low. You're going to have love that you never thought could actually happen. That's exciting. And it's, that's exciting. it's almost scary. Yes. Because, 
because then you don't want it to, you don't want your kid to die. That's like the biggest oh. fear oh. that me and my wife probably have, right? That you can have as a human, right? And it's, um, it's, it's so it, that love is very intense, you cool. know? So yeah, dude, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> No, I went on a rant. I'm like, I love yeah, I scared the shit. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't. That's Buckle actually, up, motherfucker. No, I'm, I'm already buckling up. I'm buckling yeah, up. Yeah, dude, that's good. Like, we just started. And honestly, you know, dude, your age too, right? Yeah. It's like, there's a lot of people that have kids very young, uh, you know, for various reasons. I'm so glad I didn't. Me too, I'm so man. glad I didn't. Like, yeah. I'm finally to the point where I'm comfortable with even trying. You yeah. know, like, my wife was ready to try to have kids with me before we even got married. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I've been like... I've been the one slowing down the show. She would have been ready to start having kids. Like, yeah, you know, she was ready, but wait, she's, you know, yeah. she's way more mature than I, am. Yeah. <laughs> you know? even though I'm six years older than she is. Yeah. You know, she's way more mature than I am. Yeah. And, and what's sense. marriage been like for you now? I mean, it's only it's been like, cool. But that's what's so fucking weird. Right. That like last podcast, you were, you were just engaged. Like we were engaged, but we had lived together already for a couple of years. That's so actually kind of, I like that. I like that. It's so smart, man. It's so smart. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you gotta, know. The, you gotta know. Yeah. You gotta know. Um, but it's been great, man. We, you know, we have so much fun. We still like, we still have so much fun Yeah. and uh, you know, I'm still super inspired in my studio. I'm still like always wanting to make stuff. And she's always really, really fucking encouraging about making uh, stuff. She's so, so supportive. What was the biggest shift? Like, so I say theoretically, like, let's just play not devil's advocate, but like, you know, the idea that like you have people and that just stay together for a long time and they're just like, they, but they never get married. So let's right. say, so say like you felt what I'm saying is like, what was the shift and what's the biggest differentiation of like, you know, living together for a few years, then getting married. And now a year later, like what, what feels different, even though you guys were still in the house together and all I, that kind of stuff. I feel like, you know, like it's like, it's like building a house, you mm -hmm. know, like, the house just feels stronger, mm. you know, like it's the walls feel more like unified, more unified. Like, you know, the floor feels a little bit sturdier. The roof doesn't feel like it's going to leak, yeah. you know, metaphorically speaking, yeah, you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it also, it's just like, there's just, the, there's a weight to it. It's like, you know, like I know she's got my back. Yeah. Always. It's the covenant. She's always got my back. I've always got her back. Yeah. You know, like it just feels stronger. Yeah. You know, and it's cool because like it's funny how like, you know, I was scared of all that shit. You know, mm -hmm. I was scared of having kids, scared of getting married. Never thought I'd do it because it's scary. Yeah. Um, but then it's so rewarding. It's it so is. cool, you know. It like, is. We still hang out, you know, we still love each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, we always will. Yeah. It's super cool too because, yeah, it's like one of those things where, like you said, the weightiness and obviously I don't think you have to be married to be able to make it through hard times. No, I don't think but, you do at all. Like some of my closest friends have yeah. been together for 10 plus years and they're not married at all. Exactly. And they have like relationships that I look at and I'm like, damn, like that's exactly. perfect. Exactly. I know a lot of people you like know? that as well and probably some of the same. And 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 that's, and, and that's what I'm saying is for sure it's not a, a thing – that you have to have a prerequisite, whatever it's called. But like for me, it, I agree with you that it helps me when, when, when there is that thinning out of the veil, right. Uh, of like, Oh, right now, um, it's harder to accept the version of you that I'm getting right now. <laughs> you know, let's like put it that way. It, it, there's this covenant aspect to it that for me, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This isn't only about like emotions. This isn't you having to make me happy emotions. 
emotionally all the time. This is about us being a team and walking through this fucking thing called life together. Yeah, that's right. It's you about know? being a team, but it's like, you know, like, like you said, I don't have to make you emotionally stronger. Like I mm-hmm. think still as people, regardless if you're married or not, like it is your responsibility Dude, to, preach, to, 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 to take care of yourself. yourself yes. Like number one priority, like forever, it's, even if you have kids, oh, like number one priority is to take care of yourself because how the hell are you going to do anything Bro. for anybody else? How the hell are you going to do anything yes. for anybody else? If you're like, how are you going to pull somebody off a branch if you're standing on thin ice? Dude, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, that will fucking preach. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's something me and my wife have recently talked about again and again and again is like, we have to check in with ourselves. Yeah. You know, it's that whole, that whole Buddhist kind of concept that we work on ourselves so that we are, we help those closest to yeah, us, that's you know, why by I'm, working on ourselves. That's why when I come in here and I sit at this desk or I sit at that easel right there, or I sit at, you know, that computer, or I sit with that guitar right there, you know, that's me working on my myself. So like Amanda like is super supportive of that. When she sees me come in here, like she's either like, you know, oh he's working on a commission or he's working on something for himself. Yeah. You know, either way, he's doing him. So I respect that because that means if he's working on himself, when he opens that door and closes that door and comes out of it, I'm going to get the best version of him. Yeah. You know, so when Amanda does things to work on herself, if even if that takes time away that I want with her or vice versa, you have to respect that and you have to learn that. And, you know, yeah, because like you have, if you're taking care of yourself, you know, taking care of each other. You know? Yeah, man. One thing I want to talk about too is like you know before the podcast even today, we uh, we you know, we shot a cool little video. Oh so man, you did. Oh, we should talk about that a little bit. Well, yeah, I want to let's go into that, and then I want to talk about just energy. So yeah, go yeah. Ahead. start. Yeah, you go okay. ahead. Well, so um, I'm like talking too much. I'm like, <laughs> no, let me tell you everything. Well, <laughs> we shouldn't be talking too much. This is a podcast. <laughs> Wouldn't it be um, really alternative to just have a podcast that like just, just stare at each other <laughs> <all the> time? <laughs> Every once in a while, you're like a. Yeah, that'd be super hipster, dude. This podcast I listen to, dude, they just sip coffee for an hour. It's it's real therapeutic. I fall asleep to it. The alternative, the alternative. Flick my bean to their coffee sipping. (laughs) Podcast true alternative. Um, Um. yeah, so no, today, it was cool, the, man. The it was cool. Uh, so yeah, tell them the art piece, dude. That thing was <sighs> fucking rad. Dude. It was honestly like probably like my favorite thing I've done in all of 2019. So it we, should be. so you you texted me like what ten day nine ten days ago about like wanting to set Randomly. up a date for us to do the podcast. Or random, was it random? random? We talk all the time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you and I, I talk send very you dick pics like every night, <laughs> and I have an extra gigabyte hard drive just for that. Um, In case I become president, <laughs> <laughs> if I want to get you elected, yeah, I know um, exactly. So my fr- uh, so uh, my friend Matt Jarrett, who plays, uh, he's a cellist, and he plays uh, in a couple bands in town. Uh, one called Book Club, one called Orcs and Craig, and I've been playing shows with. Um, book club for years mm-hmm. um shit like eight or nine years we've been you know playing music together and matt and has been talking to me for years about me painting his cello and i was like hey i'm ready i'm ready whenever i'm ready whenever and he's like all right one day i'll pull the trigger on it and um so back in back in may of this year may or june of this year I was at homegrown and I went to like close out at the end of the day at mm-hmm. work and I sat down in the, in the booth and I realized <clears throat> my wallet wasn't in my back pocket uh, and I was like, shit. Oh it's shit. Like the worst. So I was like, okay, it's either in like one of like, it's either in one of 
three places. It's either falling out in the bathroom where I went to the bathroom, fell out in my car, or it fell out when I went to Chick-fil-A to get milkshakes for the staff. You know? Yeah. So I called Chick-fil-A. It wasn't there. wasn't in my car. wasn't in the bathroom. So then I'm like, oh, man. And I, I immediately get bummed because I had just gotten back from a weekend trip to Rock Hill, South Carolina, to go uh, play a show uh, with my old friend Greg. Um, shout out to Greg. Shout out to Greg. Greg Ellis. <laughs> Honestly, sure, seriously, you should listen to Greg Ellis' music. He's my favorite songwriter of uh, all my friends. Uh, <clears throat> one of my favorites. I have so many talented friends, it's hard to say, but... Um, really, really connect with his words and his music. Um, and so I, I put a bunch of money in my wallet thinking I was going to buy like a guitar when I went up to Woody's music up in Rock Hill. So turns out I find my wallet in the trash can at Homegrown. So somebody my wallet had fallen out in the, the public bathroom. I had like 600 bucks cash in the wallet. They, somebody takes my, takes the cash and just dips the wallet into the trash can, which I luckily, I was frantically looking for my wallet. So I stuck my hand in the trash can, find the wallet, all my credit cards, everything's still there. So I like, you know, I'm immediately bummed and I'm immediately pissed off at myself Uh, for like not just taking that money out of my wallet, like leaving it. I should have taken it out when I got home from vacation. I just didn't think about it. Yeah. So it always feels good to have a wad though. You can't around. Yeah, it does. Know? You're like, I'm pretty much Big the strongest dude. Stop. <laughs> pretty much the strongest dude ever. <laughs> no, so I was pissed at myself for like not being smart enough to take that money out. So I come home, I have a couple uh, Modellos and I'm sitting in my, my desk right mm. there and I just make this like little silly video. Uh, and I post it on my social media of me being like, Hey, guess what guys? I, uh, I'm a, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I lost all this money. If you've ever wanted a piece of art from me, now would be a sweet time. If I you remember want, that. If you want, if you, if you want anything you want, you want me to paint your guitar. You want me to paint you and your uh, spouse. You want me to paint your dog. You want a signature weird abstract J Ray original. Yeah. You, you want to you touch to, my balls. Like, <laughs> I am limited you, right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I just did that like yeah. little thing just, just, just to make myself feel better. Like yeah. turning like a negative situation into a positive. Of course. And I thought, you know what? Like, with my supporters and my friends, I'll make 600 bucks back from this video. Like I'll get some commission work and I'll just, I'll recoup the loss. Yeah. Uh, because we were going into the studio that following weekend to start making a record, which we'll get to that talking about that too. And, uh, I was like the most humbling thing ever was I got like over 50 commissions and mm-hmm. over 50 people like immediately donated to, Damn. to that, um, that, experience and it was just it was it was just like it was so humbling it was so humbling that's what building your community is about yeah and and on i mean to be honest i'm still working on that list i've got like four projects left off that list i mean people gave me anywhere from a thousand dollars down to fifty dollars and um so I, I clearly like recouped the uh (laughs) recouped the loss and then and then some um and it's been cool because I've had like a steady flow of projects to do, which Hell has been, yeah. you know, which has been a blessing. Um, Super cool. And part of that was Matt who um, got me to paint his cello yeah. and it was so cool and it was so hard and it was so um, challenging and so rewarding because he's had this cello for 20 years. Yeah. That alone you makes know? sense. And like it's your like, canvas is 20 years old with an entire life story. Yeah, don't <laughs> screw it up. You know, uh, this isn't a piece of paper that you can want. It up, is like tattooing, you know, it's 100% like tattooing. So I did this, uh, I used one shot sign painters enamel and I just re and then I uh, mixed up 50% black, 40% red, 10% metallic gold and made this like really cool, like bronzy Brown color that like faded into the, the natural tone of the cello. 
yellow. And then so I decided to make this like crazy, insane, geometric, symmetrical so pattern. Fun. And it was just like, it's like I got a cello into, on DMT. Yeah. And I just got into a flow state and started uh, breathing through it and making marks and making marks that related to the shape of the cello. And yeah. I'm really, really, really happy with how oh, it turned dude, out. It's so beautiful. And I can't wait for everybody to see the little, little yeah, video little you made. You made. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it was just a really rewarding project and I'm really it's, happy with how it turned out. Yeah, man. And even, you know, I know we were talked a little bit about this off the podcast, but even when you guys started playing it, you know, and as a musician myself, it's like, I mean, I wouldn't put myself in the same category as y'all, but like, um, but essentially like being <clears throat> understanding music, it was funny because right when I felt, cause I was like setting up to film and y'all were kind of practicing the song and like see which one you were going to do. And we didn't even know what we were going to do. So exactly. I just called, I just called Matt to come over to pick up his cello yeah. knowing you were coming over this day. I was yeah. like, Hey Matt, I just finished your cello this week. Do you mind coming over to pick it up next Tuesday? Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Today's Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that you could capture the moment because yeah. I was so into the piece of uh, of art that I wanted it to, you know, have mm-hmm. a proper document, not just an iPhone photo. Yeah. And yeah. I personally felt a switch like when y'all were practicing. And it was funny because I was like, when you were like, yeah, I feel like I'm feeling it. Like I'm feeling it. Let's go ahead and shoot it, you know? And I wanted to talk to you about that as like an artist. Um, there, there really is something, you know, that, and I feel it sometimes on the podcast. I feel it when I'm cr- definitely when I'm creating the intros for the podcast. Yeah, which is um, so good. You know, I, I feel something like a shift, like a conscious shift. And so it was like, you know, like a flow state that you enter, like this place where you no longer, f- you, you're no longer thinking too much about things, right? And all that kind of stuff. What does that feel like for you? And is it something that you feel like artists easily get into that energy level and they're just more sensitive or is it something that we're just trying to be more aware of? I think it comes and goes, you know, um, I know it comes and goes for me, but like when you get, when a project, no matter what you're working on, you know, for me, whether it's a painting a drawing, a mural, you know, a piece of design, whether I'm playing the piano, I'm playing the upright bass or the guitar or whatever. Um, when it comes over me, it's almost like I'm a conduit mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the work, you know, like, especially if it's work and, and when you don't always feel that, you yeah, know, you don't always you feel don't, that, yeah. um, at all. Like, cause sometimes you're like, just like, I just wish I could get through this damn painting. Yes. I just want this composition to fix itself <laughs> <laughs> and, and be right. Um, but like I told Matt, I was like, you know, do you want to, when you pick up the cello, do you want to, it's like, do you want to play a song together? Just like uh, make, make some music together and have Ryan film. And he's like, yeah, sure. What do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. Let's not think about it. Let's just figure it out on, on the spot. And he's like, I love improv. That's perfect. And so I was like, I'll, you know, I had a little bit of an idea of like what key I was going to play in. And then Matt was like, what was, let's play that one song of yours. And so yeah, then we started working yeah, on that riff. Yeah. And then you were like, what about if we did Above the Wreckage? Because you picked up on the song yeah. Above, the, Above the Wreckage at the uh, the 7-inch release really show at Homegrown yeah. last month. And I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. Like, And you had no idea that that's what the record that I've been working on no. this year is It's going to be called. called yeah. it's, you know, the record's going to be called Above the Wreckage, and that's going to come out. Probably, I mean, like realistically, like next summer, because yeah. you know we just got the final mixes back, which we've been working on for like the last like three four months, and um, then you know it's time to master it, and then it's time to send it off to the vinyl plant, and then it's get to do the artwork for it, which is like I'm so excited, and so nervous about that, you know, yeah. like because <clears throat> that's going to be like a piece that will live with me forever. Oh yeah, you dude. know, so it's like that's got to be a good one. What if this is the only record I ever make? Better, dude. better, better make a good album art cover, Shit. Mr. Artist. <laughs> you know? Isn't that crazy? Um, and then you were like, what about above the wreckage? And like, I play that like on the guitar, like I'll, 
play it like with the capo on there in the shape of G, but it's really mm-hmm. on the on the third fret, so it's really in the key of like A sharp. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, well, I never thought about that on the piano before. So I just started playing it in G, you know. And then Matt started like putting this beautiful cello behind it, and uh, it took me a minute to get like my vocals right because I'm pretty limited with my, my my singing. That's like not my strongest suit, you know. Yeah. I'm much better of a player than I am a singer. Um, but it was cool, man. Like yeah, yeah, me and Matt sick. have played shows a bunch together over the years. Like our bands have played together, but me and him have—I don't—I don't recall when we've ever played like together. Like actually jam. Yeah, yeah, and that was the first time we'd ever did it, and it was really cool. Yeah. It was really fun. So That's thanks for too, yeah, thanks dude. for filming that, dude. Yeah, it was so fucking cool. But man, man. Uh, you asked me earlier about um, above the wreckage. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, so the the record that we we put out last month, let's all play first. We did a seven inch single, and then the uh, the record will be full-length final next year 10 songs we did it at standard electric audio with damon moon and um i played with um my my backing band i don't even want to say backing band they're just like that's the band that i'm in mm-hmm. which just called jeremy ray you know mm-hmm. it's all the guys there they have a band called pony league mm-hmm. and then um our, uh so they played full full rock and roll band bass drums guitars uh keyboards and then my friend Darren came and uh, did saxophone on the whole record. Oh my god! Like it's mm-hmm. that changed everything. And like with Damon's like production vision, it's starting to sound like a like a Bruce Springsteen record or some shit. Yeah. You know, like it's the coolest thing I've ever gotten to do musically. Like especially like after going through like this like process of making this record, I realized everything I've ever put out before this was just demos yeah. <laughs> they were just like these were just like things i yeah. kind of put together like this is like yeah. a for real record like yeah. we went in the studio and made a record yeah. and it was such a rewarding experience it was just Dude. like so cool and i just like kind of let it happen i didn't like get overly picky you know like mm-hmm. i just like this is the way we play these songs i wrote with this amazing band like gus and mason and charlie and jay uh, are just like incredible to play mm-hmm. with. Like they bring so much life and energy to my songs and they played my wedding. They played our wedding. Oh, it was so rad. Um, fuck yeah. Dude. My dad got up on stage with us at the wedding. Oh my God. After our wedding was incredible, man. So like, yeah, we weren't married. We weren't married. Yeah. Last time we talked on the podcast. Man. Um, yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it yeah. was unbelievable. It was like, so like we had a songwriter hour during dinner and I had like, 10 to 15 of my closest like songwriting friends friends all play like a song or two each Fuck, uh, yeah. gus played piano when we came down steve and katie who played with us at the album release show they played our first dances and my mom and i danced Fuck, to yeah. one of my songs i wrote 10 years ago and uh amanda and her dad danced to a loud and wainwright jr song and uh me and amanda danced to a tom petty song that steve and katie played and then uh Pony League played and they did a bunch of covers and they did a couple of my originals and I got up and played with them. Dude, yeah. And then my dad got up on stage and he brought his old guitar from high school back out. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> we played um, uh, Hang On Sloopy and Louie Louie. Yes. And uh, then he rewrote, <laughs> he rewrote the lyrics to Knocking on Heaven's Door Whoa. to be about how Amanda was his answered prayers for me whoa yeah and he gave this like dude it do was, you remember the chorus instead of like so it was funny because we actually had a sound check yeah. at like 10 in the morning freezing cold out in this barn <laughs> uh, 
which we weren't expecting. We thought it was going to be warmer that day. Just apologies to everybody for that. We know it's cold. We know it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> so he started singing like, you know, about how Amanda was like, her, you know, his answer to his prayers for his son. It was really beautiful the way he wrote it. And then he had changed the chorus too. And I was like, at our sound check. And he didn't tell me he was going to do any of this. I just yeah. knew that we were going to play knocking on heaven's door. Yeah. You know, cause I knew he knew how to play that. And then he showed up with the lyrics, yeah. which was a cool, which was a cool yeah. surprise. It was yeah, beautiful, yeah. but he had changed the chorus too. And I was like, dad, we're leaving the chorus. That way everybody can sing along. And it's like, you're, you're, it's a nod, not a, a thievery. You, know? like you can't, you can't just straight up steal knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> Dude, it's all a story. You could, I actually wrote that song, bro. In my reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wishes that, but it was, so that, that was, that was such a beautiful moment. Like us Hell getting, yeah. us getting to do that and like just being surrounded by like yeah. hundred plus of our clothes closest friends like yeah dude dude a way i would love to wrap up is going back to above the wreckage because you know this this past few years for me and even on the podcast people have listened you know to all fucking hundred and whatever episodes i think you can really see this like man who has like really struggled with like existence you know and and it's kind of fun to like i'm ending you know the decade and uh you know and recently like i was on a podcast with like some of my friends and it was like 12, 12 and it was at 12, 12 at night and it was like the full moon. And it was the last moon of the 12, decade. 12, 12 tattoo. Oh shit, dude. <laughs> and so, you know, and so it was just, uh, it was, uh, it was just, it's, it's just been a beautiful time, you know, like for me and, and really believing that I'm actually going to climb out of this hole. I feel like I've been in. And so yeah. I, I, I remember actually on that night with the full moon, I wanted to set some of intention. And I remember having this visualization that kind of just came over me of like finally taking that step out of the hole and like lifting myself fucking out of it. And I begin to feel like almost like this euphoric moment happened. And then I remember hearing that song and I think I, I think you had even showed me one of the mixes before. So I'd heard that song before, but, but being when there you and hearing, see, you had seen me, you would come to see us play at the Earl. Oh yeah. And you so did it then. You, yeah, you yeah, yeah. 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 You played full band. Yeah. I loved it. And, and I think, you know, just rehearing it at that time in my life, it was like, it, it, it really, like there was like a, a a good week where I was battling some shit, and that I think that that those words like really rang true for me as like something I needed to really kind of manifest in my own life of standing tall above the wreckage, like yeah. you know, and and all of this like shit that I feel like I had been going through over this past decade, and like finally standing on it, you know, and being and standing tall and proud, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, dude. And so it's like I would love to like kind of you know, wrap up the podcast with like how that song came about and how you feel about that and how maybe that could be everyone in 2020 that maybe if this place looks like a shit show or whatever, like stand fucking tall upon it. You know what I mean? Honestly, I wish I could have spoken it as beautifully as you just did. <laughs> um, but yeah, I used to be a pastor. Let's do an altar call. Everybody bow your well, eyes. It's funny because you say, I used to be a pastor, and the song says, I used to be in a band. I used to dance and sing on stage. Yeah, can you, yeah, can you, can you yeah. would you be able to quote the whole thing yeah. like right now? I used to be in a band. I used to dance and sing on stage. I used to think that all this shit mattered, but now I know better. Uh, it's all been played out in my head a thousand times bigger than I ever could be or care to be. Uh, I'm like a three piece suit on a nudist beach, but I still try when I can. Uh, and I stood tall above the wreckage. I stood as tall as I could. And then I built something new 
And so that for me came about, Hell yeah, dude. <clears throat> it came about like that. Like I sat down and the song wrote itself yeah. and that's what I was like. We were saying earlier, sometimes it sits down and it takes over you and you're a conduit and you're just like a body floating above this thing that's getting creative, created. And you're hoping that like you do it justice, yeah. you know? And sometimes you sit down and you try to write a song and it sounds like a goddamn Hallmark card and you might as well just throw that shit in the trash. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, like, and it just happened, you know, like I think, you know, if I remember correctly, I had like, you know, I was feeling bandless and I was feeling like, man, I wish I had somebody to play some music with right now. You know, I was, have, I was probably having a down day, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but you know, trying to remain positive and stay positive. I was like, you know, I got to stand on top and tall on this shit mm-hmm. and, you know, not let that shit keep growing above me. And then when it tries to grow above me, I'm just going to stand right on top just of keep it. Standing on you it know? Keep stomping it down. Um, yeah. And I, you know, like I love playing that song. Like I still love playing it. Yeah, you know? dude. That's like how, you know, you've written one that, going to last with you for a little while it might not be ever anything that anybody else knows but i mean like it's cool that you yeah. connected with it you yeah. know like like it's fucking cool like yeah you know, i wasn't thinking about that at all like when i wrote it i was just writing it for myself you yeah. know like, I, um it's really and cool like, and like that's like goes back to like what it's like to be married like you know a lot of my songs before were like written out of places of struggle and loneliness and i wouldn't say depression you know i mean but i mean i've been depressed sure you know but like not ever like to the sense of like, Oh, I know some people really, really get depressed, you mm-hmm. know, but I mean, I've been fucking sad, yeah. you know, I mean, clearly, I mean, if you know anything about my songs, like, you know, I've been sad, but, uh, you know, I was feeling good. I was feeling bad and I was feeling good at the same mm-hmm. time. So it's like, like, you know, strengthened in that. Yes, bad. Yeah. By, like, you know, if I, I feel like shit, you know, what'll make me feel better. I'm going to write about it. Yeah. And then by the end of it, I will feel strong again. Yeah. You know, like, and you just start writing and then it happened, you know, fuck. Yeah, and dude. now it's going to be the name of my record. Fuck you know, yeah, above dude. the wreckage, um, out next year sometime, probably self-release. I'm probably just going to put it out myself. Um, maybe yeah. not, maybe I'll, you know, but maybe I will. Yeah, dude. I love it, dude. I think this is a great place to wrap up, man. I think, uh, if, if people want to check out what you're doing, check out <laughs> our videos that we've done, uh, what's the best way to do that? Show them to go to your page. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, uh, <laughs> come uh, watch my page. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, my Instagram is Jeremy Ray is, and um, I used, you know, I used to, I used to be in a band. Um, I used to have JeremyRayIs.com, and I need, you know what? Honestly, dude, I need your help with that. Yeah. I need you to make me a website. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, we got you. We got you. You know, I got you. Y'all see how I did that there, right on the yeah. podcast? Now, y'all know if you can't find my websites because Ryan was too yeah. busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but man, okay. we're gonna we're gonna have the record out next year. Oh, um, yeah. uh, I'm really excited about that. We're gonna do a massive release show at the Earl, probably mm-hmm. be sometime in the summer, and hopefully we'll play a couple shows. You know, between now and then. And, uh, you know, hopefully there'll be a couple cool, uh, releases up until then be a couple music videos with you thinking about doing mm-hmm. like a limited edition lathe cut, uh, print box set, you know, Ooh. making like 30 or 40, 50 pieces of this like lathe cut single. And then having like a series of, you know, hand cut linoleum prints that come with it with Fuck a little, yeah. with a little magazine of, uh, lyrics and drawings and then yeah. have them packaged in this cool little wooden box Fuck and then yeah. do, do, do a big, uh, Big release show for that, leading up to the release show for um, the record. And then I also want to do, I'm doing a book of uh, 
all my blind contour stuff, like all these like drawings that I do, like when I go to shows and I see my friends play, mm-hmm. like all these little blind contours, you Dude, know, I'm yes. going to do a, do a book of those, like pick like my maybe favorite 30 or 40 of those from the past 10 years. Dude, um, yes. so I'll be around. Come see me at homegrown. I'm always there. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite Rooms places town. to eat, to be completely honest. It's, like, I mean, honestly, anytime I'm out, to... if I'm out here in this part of the city at all around lunchtime yeah, or anytime, yeah, dude, that's exactly where I go. Like, yeah. I feel bad for all the other restaurants because I'm always just like, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I mean, especially with all the growth that's been happening around there, it's uh, yeah. it's insane. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for all of it. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for my wife. I'm grateful that my dogs are still happy and healthy and super weird and frustrating. And <laughs> I'm yeah. happy, you know. It's the holiday days getting to go home to see her family and my family for christmas and get a little downtime in south carolina in the woods and get back to that for a little bit come back rejuvenated re-energized and start a whole new decade you know the beginning of the year is a lot of times my favorite time of year because you know you get to rest a little bit at the end of the year you get to reflect on like the things that you know made you stronger throughout the year you know Mm -hmm. get to think of the things that you should be proud of you know think about the things where you fucked up and figure out how to make you know those yeah. mistakes not happen again. Yeah. You know, maybe make some resolutions that you know you're not going to stick to. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Those are the best. <laughs> I'm going to be fat, okay? I'm just going to be fat. <laughs> I'm just going to be fat. I ain't giving up on that one. <laughs> no, we call it thick now, dude. Okay, all right. <laughs> Sounds cooler. Thick in 2020. <laughs> thick in, I'm thick in 2020, bitches. <laughs> all right, hell dude, yeah, dude. Dude, I love you so much, dude. I, I appreciate you, too, you dude. Honestly, it was an honor meeting you a year over a year ago and building the relationship that I have with you has been really special. I can't wait to see all the it's cool a, shit we make in 2020, man. I know, dude. Like, well, we'll definitely do a podcast in less than a year. <laughs> and we're gonna, yeah, we'll, I mean, it's just, and I'm sure we'll be making all kinds of magic, though. Yeah, we're so, going to be doing a lot of cool stuff. Man. It's going to be badass, man. Hell yeah, man. Praise God. I used to be in a band. I used to dance and sing on stage. I used to think all this shit mattered, but now I know better. It's all been played out in my head. A thousand times bigger than I really am Or I would care to be I'm like a three-piece suit on a nudist beach But I still try when I can Lord, I still try when I can And I stood tall above the wreckage Well, I stood tall as I could and I built something new Well, I built something